This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like us, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. That's double. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History puddle. Tie game with five seconds remaining. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh, yeah. So easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the Full Slate NFL Week 3 Pick'em Pod. I'm Cody Darwick, joined out in Chicago by my brother, Tyler Darwick. Tyler, Eli's gone. It's a sad day. We loved fading Eli. Um, you know, on Twitter, most non-Giant fans were for the move. Giant fans were sad about it. Probably deep down, they know it's the right move. But, you know, they're still hoping Eli could have pulled another one out of his ass this year. But I think it's it's time to move on and start the Daniel Jones era. Yeah, I I am excited to watch Daniel Jones play, but I am a little bit sad uh, that we lose Eli. We got one last fade in of Eli, and it was a good one. We had a joint lock of the week, which typically fading Eli Manning in that scenario, I think, uh, would backfire on us. It didn't, so that was nice. Uh, I was three and two last week in our picks. You were two and three. We find ourselves. Looking at a week three slate, that's really weird, Tyler. We have two 20-plus point spreads. The Pats are currently 23.5-point home favorites against the Jets. Uh, again, going off the lines from our good friend at my bookie, And the Cowboys are 22-point home favorites versus the Miami Dolphins uh, that may be promoted, demoted to the AFL. Are they going to bring that back for the Dolphins? Dolphins are a train wreck. They gave up Minka Fitzpatrick yesterday. I get they got a first round pick back. I, I don't I didn't like the trade for either team. The Steelers losing Big Ben. There's a potential they could that could be a top ten pick, which would benefit the Dolphins, but the Dolphins just drafted Minka Fitzpatrick in the top ten last year and he looks really good. It's like 
Are you just going to keep flipping former first rounders? Like, you could only put off the future for so long and hope you hit on these first rounders. I don't get what they're doing. They're doing, I guess, their version of the Sixers process, but they are they're going to be a miserable team this year. Yeah, I don't think it really works in the NFL as much. You need too many players that are good at football, uh, whereas NBA, uh, it's more concentrated, obviously, so you can hit on the next what you hope is, right? They got Simmons in and beat, and they get the faster restart. I don't know what they're doing, but we're not here to highlight those two 20-point-plus games. We're going to go through the top five, as we do every week, uh, and we got to get started here with Ravens, Chiefs, Lamar, on the road to take on Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs are seven-point home favorites. Over/under currently on my bookie, 54 and a half. Tyler, these two quarterbacks are often electric start. Mahomes just picked up right where he left off. Lamar seems like he can throw the ball this year. Tyler, what are your what are your thoughts here after these two teams come in undefeated? Yeah, so these two teams played last year also in Kansas City. The Chiefs won that game 27 to 24 in overtime. That was a really good game. I watched the highlights earlier today. I mean, Mahomes made some crazy plays on fourth down to to basically keep the game alive, keep the Chiefs in, and they ended up winning in overtime. So I think the Ravens are going to come in with a ton of confidence in this game and momentum the way they've opened up this season. Obviously, versus two weaker teams, but still feel confident the way Lamar Jackson's playing. The Ravens are 5-1 and one against the spread their last six on the road. 5-0 and oh against the spread their last five as an underdog. Getting a touchdown, I love the Ravens in this game. I agree. I think it's too many points. Uh, like you said, the Ravens are hot um, on the road. And I we haven't – the Chiefs defense, they held the Raiders to 10 points. But the first week, they didn't look super stout. I, they don't have the best track record here. Um and I like what the Ravens are going to be able to do. We've seen a heavy dosage of Lamar throwing the ball, but I think this week they're going to lean more on the run and milk the clock, try and reduce the number of possessions they're going to get out of Patrick Mahomes. And I like the Ravens' defense more than the Chiefs as well. Um, so all those things considered, I agree. Plus seven seems like a lot. Yeah, and another reason I like the uh, the Ravens, sorry, they're leading the league in time of possession right now and in rushing, so that goes along with what you said. Longer drives, chewing up the clock, Lamar, Mark Ingram, Justice Hill, that keeps Mahomes off the field. I mean, at plus 245 money line, I think that's super enticing. I think this team also comes in motivated after last year, feeling like a game they should have won. Lamar Jackson had a fumble uh, towards the end of regulation. Didn't actually end up costing them anything, but still, Mahomes, like I said, made those miracle plays on fourth down. That was a game they felt like they should have had. I, I really could see the Ravens winning this game outright. Favorites of a touchdown or more so far this season are 8-0 and straight up. They're not doing great against the spread. One of those teams is bound to lose. I think it could be the Chiefs. Yeah, and surprisingly, I looked at the Chiefs against the, against the spread numbers at home with Patrick Mahomes as starting quarterback, and they're only 5-5 five and five against the spread. This has largely been a dominant team the past couple of years with Mahomes offensively, but that defense is such a liability. Seven's a lot. Um that being said, I also like the over in this game, over 54 and a half. Even with the Ravens' focus on the run game, they've hit on big plays this year. So all they do have to do is hit on a couple of those, 54 and a half. This game smells 30-27 to me. 
I could say it. I'm not as strong on the over as you, but like you said, both these teams have huge play potential. The Ravens' defense is really good, but Mahomes had a really good game against them last year, so he'll come in confident. The loss of Tyree Kill doesn't seem like it's going to be a huge impact. Demarcus no. Robinson played really well last week. Sammy Watkins, Kelsey, like they're loaded. They're not going to miss him. I will say the Chiefs are 9-0 and against the spread their last nine in September. So mm. one stat one stat pro Chiefs on this, but I think we're aligned. We like the Ravens. Good, and I think Lamar is having that sophomore breakout year we saw Mahomes had last year. Mm-hmm, 100%. I think he's he's taking that next step, and uh, we both know Adam Nussbaum. Very excited about that. He's, he's a futures bet on Lamar to an MVP, and now he's kind of in the mix through two weeks. Again, still early, but... Plus seven. I I like the Ravens there. Uh, The next game we want to hit on here uh, in the one o'clock slate, we have the Atlanta Falcons fresh off the huge Sunday night football win. They go to Indianapolis to take on the Colts, the new look Colts, Jacoby Brissett. Colts are two point home favorites over under in this one's 47. Uh, Tyler, Jacoby Brissett's been good so far. He's only thrown for 336 yards with five touchdowns and interception. And most importantly, for purposes of the full slate podcast, 2-0 against the spread. Do you think that kind of continues? I, I I, think I like the Colts in this spot. I'm going to be honest. We put in an under on the Colts right after I'm Andrew nervous. Luck. I'm nervous. Yeah. This was my next bullet point. I am I'm going to say I'm a 3 out of 10 on the nerve scale on this under 9.5 wins bet we have. Yeah, so we took the Colts under 9.5 wins before they changed the line once Luck retired. I'm not feeling too confident about it. They they realistically could be 2-0 if Venetari made some kicks versus the Chargers. He he struggled last week also, so that is something to keep an eye on if he continues to play bad. 46 might be the tipping point in the NFL. Incredible. He's stuck around this long, but I think I'll get that right out. But yeah, I like the Colts in this game. The Falcons are 0-11 against the spread their last 11 games versus the AFC. 1-10 straight up. 1-5 against the spread their last six on the road. Falcons Falcons are just a different team away from home. Even though this game will probably be indoors, um, I think it's supposed to rain in Indianapolis, so they'll close their roof, but still... They're a different team away from the uh, from home, and the Falcons just have looked terrible through two weeks. I know they won versus the Eagles on Sunday night, but some of those interceptions Matt Ryan threw were awful, and mm-hmm. they tried giving that game away to the Eagles. Nelson Aguilar dropped that pass down the sideline. That probably would have been wide the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, yeah. he's wide open. He did drop a game-winning touchdown. So if I think if... If he catches that ball, I think this is more like Colts by three and a half, four. So I think you get some value there. You said it, Matt Ryan, five interceptions through two games. They hit on the huge play to Julio Jones, but I don't know. I need to see more out of him. Um, like you said, Adam Vinatieri has kind of been a disaster. This would be a 2-0 team probably. He's missed three extra points. Uh, There's a lot of rumblings that he might retire on Monday, uh, but he just said that he needs to exercise the demons out of his head. Uh, so we'll see how long his leash is. I think that's a sneaky, pretty interesting story. Um, but the thing I like about the Colts is they're 11-1 straight up as favorites in their last 12 I, I like this team. Two points is not a lot. I think for all intents and purposes, you're betting on the Colts to win this game. Yeah, so the Colts are 6-0 and straight up their last six at home. 
11 and one straight up their last 12 as a favorite. Like you said, under a field goal, it gets in that pick em range. Colts defense, just looking at it, I like the Colts defense more than the Falcons. Their run game with the offensive line is much better. The Falcons off- or running game has not gotten started. Devontae Freeman's been a huge disappointment in fantasy so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just... We were high on the Falcons before the year, I think. Matt Ryan obviously said I good MVP value. It's early, but I haven't loved what I've seen from them. And this Colts team is just really well coached. Frank Reich was basically their runner-up choice two years ago. They wanted Josh McDaniels. He backed out super late. They mm-hmm. fell into Frank Reich, and that's probably been the better of the options. Um, so he's a great coach. You know, the way they've rebounded since Luck retired is pretty admirable, so... I like the Colts, and I'm officially nervous about that over-under. Yeah, I was about to say, I think I said it was a three and a half out of ten. Let's jack that up a little bit. The Colts are good. (laughs) The Colts are very good, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, But pray for us. But we do like them this week. Uh, Next game here, Tyler. Texans traveling west to take on the Chargers. Uh, Chargers are three-point home favorites over under 47 and a half. Was there a more classic Chargers game than last week in Detroit off a big overtime victory? The Chargers one o'clock start. They it's just it's so, so classic Chargers, so predictable. We should have bet on the lines, uh, but they had uh, two penalties, callback touchdowns, and a fumble at the goal line all on the same drive. Uh, it's just like it's so perfect. It's perfect. Philip Rivers won't have it any other way. Uh, but am I stupid to like them this week, Tyler? Or are you uh you you on the Texans? You're not stupid. We're three for three so far in agreeing. So that's oh, always. God. It's always questionable, but yeah, classic Chargers loss, the penalties, missing field goals, like you would expect nothing less from them. I had that game on red zone. I was watching the 49er game, had red zone in the corner and just felt like the Chargers had the ball for 10 straight minutes and they just kept scoring and coming back. I was like, why isn't the score changing in this game? But classic Chargers, I would put these two teams in the same category, how I have them in my mind, like two good AFC teams, usually in the either in the playoffs, in the hunt. Um, just doing stupid things, stupid head coaches, always losing <laughs> to the Patriots. Um, so th- this will be a good game, though, Texans-Chargers. Deshaun Watson's still getting crushed. They brought in Tunsil. They drafted the two offensive linemen. But he's been sacked 10 times, which is tied for the NFL lead. They have got to protect this guy. He's an unreal talent, out of this world, MVP-level player. But he continues to get hit like this. He's going to get injured. We saw what happened with Luck. I think the same thing's happening with Cam. It's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. He's going to keep getting injured, and it's going to get to a breaking point where either he retires or his game falls off. So they have to do a good job of protecting him, and this isn't an easy matchup with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram on the Chargers. Mm-hmm, exactly. The, it is amazing that they draft offensive linemen. They bring in Tunsil, and he's still running for his life back there. They have so many weapons on the offensive side of the ball, but... The Chargers, in my head, this stat existed, but they are 10-1-1 in their last 12 after and against the spread loss. Um, So the Chargers, they do bounce back. They're the quintessential somewhere between 7-9 to 10-6. That's kind of Phillip Rivers' M.O., and I think that they just kind of live there. Uh, they don't have much of a home field advantage, but I don't care. Three points, not a lot. Um, and the Texans haven't had success against the Chargers of late. They're 0-6 against the spread the last six times these teams have met. So I'm, I'm on the Chargers. 
you never feel good betting on the Chargers, though. Like, we, we learned this. We felt great about betting on the Chargers last year in the playoffs against the Pats. That couldn't have blown up more in our face. But I don't know. I like I like them in the spot a lot. Three's not much. You just never know when you're catching the Chargers on a good week. So last week, you know, that's a game you expect them to win. The Lions aren't supposed to be good. Chargers have one of the best rosters in the NFL. They, of course, find a way to lose that. Like you said last year, we thought they would beat the Pats. We're on the wrong side of that. This is a week where I feel like they bounce back. You you uh, mentioned that stat after an, against the spread loss. They haven't been. They don't have a real home field advantage, but I will say there's not going to be Texans fans there also. So it's not going to feel like a road game when they've played the Chiefs or the Eagles there, for example, at home previously. And they are 10-3 and three straight up their last 13 games at home. So they're getting a little momentum there. Um, so, yeah, I just like the Chargers in a bounce-back game. I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a lot of pressure again. I think this will be a fun game to watch, but I'm with you. I like the Chargers in a bounce-back game here. So we are 3-for-3 three three right now. We're rolling. Um, that is We'll see how this goes for us, uh, but we're going to take a quick break here, have a couple words from our sponsors, and uh, be right back to preview a couple more games. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health, whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse. Guys are usually more comfortable with rubbing some dirt on it rather than seeing a doctor. I know I'm guilty of it myself whenever I try to relive my glory days on the basketball court. The same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to chat with a doctor online. With Roman, you can get medical care for ED, if appropriate, from the comfort and privacy of your own home. You can handle everything online in a convenient, discreet manner. And getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. If your doctor decides that treatment would be appropriate, they can prescribe genuine medication that can be delivered in discreet packaging right to your door with free two-day shipping. Guys, go talk to the doctor. Erectile dysfunction can be tough to tackle, but it's really important to get checked out. With Roman, it's easy to connect with a doctor. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. There are countless ways to keep up on what's happening in the world of sports. But how are you supposed to read every great article? How are you supposed to watch every awesome highlight without losing time in your busy day? Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. Now coming to the stage, Axios Sports. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. Each morning, you'll see the best stories from around the sports world, from the NBA and NFL, to niche sports like cricket and ping pong. Love ping pong. The email newsletter highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up. Sports.axios.com. Axios Sports is clean, crisp, and gives you everything you need to know. Read it in five minutes in the elevator or discover a deep dive article while you're on the train to work. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the cool person sharing an amazing link with your friends and coworkers. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free curated sports content delivered directly to you. Do yourself a time and favor. Sign up for the Axios Sports Newsletter for free at sports.axios.com. 
Seriously, I subscribe to it, and it makes me feel more informed without spending time clicking through websites, apps, and social media platforms. Again, try it for free, 99 at sports.axios.com. All right, Cody, let's move on to the fourth game we want to discuss on. Like we said, we're three for three in agreement. Hopefully we get a little disagreement on this next one. Saints going to Seattle without Drew Brees. Teddy Bridgewater's in. Seahawks are four and a half point favorites over under 44 and a half. Cody, where are you leaning in this one? I'm, I'm a little terrified that we're going to be five for five in agreement this week. I love the Seahawks. Russell Wilson has played really well. Seattle, Seattle at home, we know is just a different animal. And the Saints recently have really struggled on the road in September. They're four and 11, their last 15 against the spread. Teddy Bridgewater didn't give us much of anything on Sunday. He went 17 to 30, 165 yards. Teddy Bridgewater was hot and up and coming on the Vikings. He obviously had that devastating knee injury, but I feel like he still gets a little bit too much credit um, as a backup. He hasn't really proven anything in a few years. I think this is a really brutal first road start. Um, And since Russell Wilson has basically started playing for the Seahawks in 2012. They're 36, 24 and two at home against the spread. The Seahawks team has the schedule is really broken their favor to start this season. Obviously last week they have the Steelers uh, with big Ben getting injured. Then they get the saints minus drew Brees. I like the Seahawks. Are we about to be four for four here? We are. Unfortunately, I like the Seahawks as well. Four and a half just doesn't seem high enough, honestly. It's a bit of a head-scratching line. I think that's what scares <laughs> me the most here. Definitely. I agree with you. Teddy Bridgewater getting a ton of respect. The most touchdowns he threw in a season was 14, and that was three years ago. I don't know why he still gets this love. It's a lot of Sean Payton love also, I think, for how he's going to set Teddy Bridgewater up. I think we'll see a lot of Taysom Hill as well. But, yeah, I'm not high on Teddy Bridgewater. I looked it up. His two games against Seattle were both uh, the 2015 season, that playoff game included, when Blair Walsh missed the field goal. He didn't throw for over 150 yards in either of those games, didn't throw a touchdown, one pick. I don't expect anything from Teddy Bridgewater. I think the Saints offense is going to struggle a lot with Breeze. People were praising them when they re-signed Bridgewater in the offseason. I think that's a bigger drop-off than people realize. Teddy Bridgewater was hurt. He hasn't played a lot. I don't think he's going to be good right away, especially on the road in Seattle. So I'm not super high on that. The Saints are 0-7 against their spread their last seven games. So why isn't this a touchdown? I don't. It's really, it's really head scratching. It's scaring me a little bit how much I love this. Like I love the Seahawks minus four and a half so much. I didn't put them as my lock of the week just because I'm like this feels why is this so obvious to me yeah so on action network 76 percent of the public is on seattle but 54 percent of the money is on the saints so some sharp action going that way i'll give you a stat to back up the saints i found so since 2015 when seattle is a home favorite by more than a field goal they're only 14 16 and one against the spread that includes week one versus the Bengals, where they probably should have lost that game. But you so said haven't... by more, you said by more than a field by more than a field goal or a touchdown. Sorry, a field goal. Okay, 
Got it. So, so they haven't been as dominant at home of late. It seems like they still do have that home field advantage. It, I don't think it's as strong as it was when Wilson first came into the league, but still with Teddy Bridgewater starting, this has to be more, a touchdown. I'm I'm just not high on Bridgewater at all. And I think Sean Payton, something we talked about a lot last year towards the end of the year, I think he's slightly overrated. Ooh, a little bit of a spicy take. Um, I think he overthinks everything. This was our biggest gripe last year. It was like, you have the best offense, one of the best offenses in the NFL. Why do you keep bringing in Taysom Hill in these critical situations? I mean, Sean Payton might be happy. Now he, his boy Taysom Hill will get way more looks. Um, they don't give Kamara the ball enough. If they're going to cover this game, Alvin Kamara needs to touch the ball 35-plus times. But will Sean Payton let him do that? I don't know. We've, we like never see it, even though we should see it every single week. This could be like the the opening of the floodgates for Alvin Kamara, what we've been hoping for since last year. I don't yeah. even have him in fantasy, but just as a fan of watching him play football, he deserves to get the ball 30 times a game because that is how the Saints will keep close in this game and win games without Breeze moving forward. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just not high on Payton. Um, if he's such a guru, wouldn't Teddy Bridgewater have came in and played well last week? If he plays well this week, so I think, like you said, Sean Payton overthinks everything. I saw someone tweeted during week one, like when you're such an offensive genius, you, you just like overthink. So that's his Taysom Hill excuse. Like, I, I just think he's gotten slightly, slightly overrated as a play caller. He just, he's got to feed Kamara and Michael Thomas. Those guys combined need uh, 50 touches. Um, I think if they're going to cover this game, and or win. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think I really do think Seattle takes care of business this week and keeps rolling. But next game we want to talk about Sunday night football. The uh, L.A. Rams travel eastward to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Browns are three point home dogs the over under on this one for nine and a half. And Tyler, before the pod, you sent me a nice little Twitter tidbit. Um and through two weeks, again, still early here, but road favorites are our favorites as a podcast, our eight and five against the spread. We have another road favorite here with the Rams. Uh, Rams two now against the spread to start the year. Kind of hard to tell who the Rams are um, because one, that Panth- the Panthers team looks like they're an absolute train wreck. And last week, obviously, Breeze gets hurt. Flip side of the ball, the Browns, Monday Night Football versus the Jets. Who the hell knows what they are? Um, do you have uh, your finger on the pulse here at all, Tyler? Uh, I don't know if I have it on the pulse, but my pulse is leaning Rams minus three. We're five for five. Five for five, great. So I'm going to whip out a stat you said last week. Rams are six and one against a spread with a rest advantage under McVay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they have that this week. Uh, Browns obviously played last night. They're 11 and two straight up. <clears throat> Their last 13 on the road. 15 0 and one against the spread in September in the last 16 games. That's an absurd stat. I don't know if I wrote that down right. Wait, but <laughs> the Rams are. That's what I. I that has I had the misread that. Or, oh, five, 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 oh, and one. Five, yeah, five, oh, and one. That makes so like, more sense. Like I said on our first pick on pod, I'm writing down my notes now. So I, it was a slash to break up a couple stats I wrote down, not a one. 
the handwritten's old school. It's really nice. You really earn your takes, uh, but it can get a little dicey with making sure you read things appropriately. But sorry, continue. No, so but with both these teams, I'm just I've been seeing a lot that impresses me. Like you said, with the Rams, Panthers look terrible. Breeze gets hurt. That touchdown gets called back too on the Saints. That should have been a fumble, a defensive mm-hmm. touchdown. And they were able to win, but they didn't like it. Just didn't look sharp. And the Browns, I wanted to be on the other side of everyone. So I feel like with the Browns, they got a lot of offseason hype. So everyone was going the way that oh, no one with offseason hype ever is good. But then I felt like they kind of became underrated. Well, now I just think they're an average team. Like they won last night versus the Jets, but that was a disaster. Um, they didn't like Baker hasn't looked super sharp. They had the big play with Odell, but that was one play. The offensive line does not look good at all. So I don't know. I just haven't seen a lot from the Browns to want to pick them in this game. I want the Browns to win as a 49ers fan, but they haven't shown me anything. Freddie Kitchens has not impressed me so far as a head coach either. No, I think what you said about Mayfield not looking great. He got sacked three times last night against the Jets. They were three for 14 on third down conversions. And granted, this is a Jets defense that was on the field for a lot of that game since our offense wasn't moving the ball. And they were down C.J. Mosley and Quinton Williams, two of their best defenders. Like, I wanted I wanted to see more from the Browns last night. We were happy as uh, two betters who bet on who basically teased the Browns and the under uh, because that game script was exactly what we wanted. But I wanted to see the Browns be like we spoke we talked so much smack over the offseason. Baker Mayfield called out Daniel Jones. Odell is in, in the news every single day about something different. Uh, and I don't know. I didn't see that from them. Three points for the Rams. I don't know. Kind of disrespectful to the team that went to Super Bowl last year against, like you said, I'm gonna say the Browns are headed for seven and nine, eight and eight. Um, and you stole my stat, my Sean McVay with the rest advantage. I like that tidbit. Six and one against the spread. Um, and the Browns, they're they're sloppy so far. 18 penalties week one. An improvement, you can say. Nine in week two. That's still a lot. Um, on a short week, no less, I'm on the Rams, and we're five for five. So, I mean, this is an all-time hashtag fader follow moment for the full slate fam. I will say, I know we're both on the Rams, but I do think there might be some value in the Browns' first half, just because this is their first Sunday night game in years. I would probably say since 2007, maybe, when Derek Anderson was there and they went 10-6 that year. I don't know if that's stat verified, but... It's probably been a while. So I think they're going to come out with a ton of energy. There's going to be so much excitement in that stadium to have a Sunday night game versus defending NFC champs. So I could see them coming out on fire. Um, you know, Jared Goff got pressured a lot last week versus the Saints. Miles Garrett looked like a man possessed last night. So he could cause some issues early for them. So I could see the Browns coming out really hot in the first half and have a ton of energy. And then the Rams over the course of the game wear them down. That's what we've seen from the Rams. The first two games, they did it versus the Panthers. They did it versus the Saints wear teams down as the game goes on. So I see that I could like the Browns coming out hot and then the Rams pull away late. Mm -hmm. I like that angle as well. Um, I think, I think the Rams ultimately just have too much. Like I just like their defense a lot more three points on the road. I don't, to me, 
if this Browns team was going to be awesome, they're going to come out week one and like lay a smackdown on the Titans, a team that was a playoff team last year. Like they're going to come out and give us more than they've given us so far. So they're kind of an early. Uh, I'm I'm staying away from the Browns in terms of betting on them. Titans didn't make the playoffs last year. They lost in the last game. Oh, just kidding. But playoff contender, I'll give you that. Thank but, you. Yeah, nine, you know, nine and seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, when Freddie Kitchens took over last year as offensive coordinator, it seemed like their offense was, like, firing on all cylinders. Maybe that's just because it was something different and they got Hugh Jackson out of there. But through two games, you just don't see, like, any creativity on offense. All these new head coaches who have come in and have been there, like McVay, Shanahan, um, who's – who's um, LaFleur. LaFleur, I mean, the Packers offense hasn't looked great, but Kingsbury, you just thought Kitchens, like, that's what we expected, I guess, from the Browns. But through two games, it's been, like, very blah. They're able to beat a terrible Jets team last night, but they're going to need to show something different to hang with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we're both on the Rams. Minus three. We'll cut out the Titans playoff comment. But, uh, yeah, they, they were contenders last year. But I'll own up. That's on me. Tyler, teaser delight. This is our first teaser delight of the 2019 NFL season. Uh, this was something we did last year a little bit. Um, and for anyone that doesn't know what a teaser is, basically you can adjust the line six points in any way. Uh, some teasers are 10, but those are a little bit special. We won't talk about those. Tyler, I'll let you kick us off here. What's your two-team teaser delight? This, this slate is ripe with teaser options. It is, and this first one makes me nervous because of the quarterback I'm backing in it, but I'm taking the overall team over him. I like the Vikings as the first part of the teaser. They're minus eight right now at home versus the Raiders, so you buy six points. Only need them to win by two. Um, Like we talked about week one, the Vikings are a great home team in September. They're eight and one straight up and against their spread. The last nine at home in September, including the week one game versus the Falcons. They're also six and one against the spread. Their last seven as home favorites. And the Raiders are one and 11 straight up their last 12 as road underdogs. So all those stats back the Vikings. Vikings defense is really good. I mean, they got down 21 nothing that game last week, like in a blink of an eye. And they held the Packers the rest of the game in Lambeau Field when it felt like um, the Packers were about to blow the doors off of that game. So that was really impressive. Kirk Cousins still showed he's Kirk Cousins. But at home versus an inferior team, this is when he picks on them. He gets his stats up. When people say, you know what, Kirk Cousins might have something. You know, Kirk Cousins, maybe Kyle Shanahan likes him over Jimmy Garoppolo. These are the games he feasts. He gets 300 yards and three touchdowns. So... (laughs) I like the Vikings in the first part of this uh, six-point tease. Tyler, you you know I couldn't agree with you more. Um, on the Vikings is bullshit that they didn't cover last week. Uh, just give the ball to Dalvin Cook in the red zone. I'll He's never incredible. Know. I, I will never know what Kirk Cousins was doing on, on that pass. Down 21-16 about four minutes ago, first and goal, rolling out, just throw the ball away and then feed Dalvin Cook three times. He looks like the best running back in, in the NFL to start this season. I know Saquon's incredible, but Dalvin Cook has been a stud. Yeah, he's looked awesome. That 75-yard run was great. And I found an, just one stat scrolling up in this article that just summarizes Kirk Cousins 
in a nutshell. He's 30-12-2 and two in his career against under 500 teams. And the Vikings last year were 7-1-1 and one against teams that didn't make the playoffs. So like oh, I say, Tyler. He feasts, my guy. He feasts. He, feasts, he feasts on these weaker teams. Who's your uh, team to round out the teaser? That's just teasing out my lock of the week, so stay tuned there. But uh, I, I'm going to nominate for the second half of this teaser – I like the Philadelphia Eagles at home versus Detroit Lions. Now, the line is six and a half. You can tease it down to a pick em. And the reason I like this is because I think you're getting value from both ends here. Lions coming off. I mean, technically, they're, they're undefeated right now. Coming off a home victory versus the Chargers. Eagles coming off a heartbreaking loss versus the Falcons. I think if those close results go in another way... Yeah, this is probably closer to eight and a half, nine point spread. Um, Eagles at home, I think they take care of business. I like them to get the win. Uh, I don't think that's asking too much. Um, and that's the beauty of a teaser. You can tease it down to a pick them in this, in this one. And uh, I like that a lot. And Tyler, a bonus third leg. Um, we got to talk about the Niners, 2-0. You can tease them down to minus one at home versus Mason Rudolph in his first start. Um this is the biggest football home football game in 49ers history since Harbaugh's left. So I think the home fans are going to be fired up. 49ers are 2-0. I like them a lot to win by at least one point. Whew, that was a lot. Um, let's talk on the Eagles first. I like that pick. Detroit is an undefeated team, but I don't think they're going to be very good. Carson Wentz health still worries me though. He came out of that e- or the Falcons game with a concussion. Probably still does have one, but he mm-hmm. came back in and he played really well in the fourth quarter. Eagles at home are just a different beast. I think they take care of a weaker Lions team. Um, they do have some injuries at receiver that make me a little nervous, but at, at home I don't think it'll matter. Mm-hmm. 49ers, like I think they're gonna win that game versus Steelers, but seven. I know it's a teaser, but I'm, there's just a part of me that's really nervous, like everything's going against the Steelers. Big Ben's hurt. Tomlin on the hot seat. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, Tomlin's not on the hot seat. He, he is. Um, <laughs> no not, shot. Not a, Big Ben's out for the season. Not, not a, I'm not saying I agree with it, but that's the sentiment out there. Um, so I'm, I'm a little nervous about the 49ers game, to be honest. Uh, maybe I'm just being cautious because they've burned us so many times, but I'm, I don't hate the logic, but I'm staying away from that game. The 49ers, since they've been in Levi Stadium, have had no home field advantage. <laughs> Pittsburgh fans travel well. I'm I'm not gambling on the 49ers until no. they've proven it out to me. I don't hate the logic, but I think a lot of like sharper people would say they're on the Steelers because a touchdown is too much. But um, yeah, I like our two team with the Eagles and the Vikings. Yeah, I I love that teaser. I'm gonna lock it in and. You know, I thought we're going to move on to our lock of the week here. Um, and this serves as a, as a seamless segue. I'm 2-0. You already gave out the Vikings as a winner. You stole some of my trends. I I love the Vikings in this spot for the reasons you said. Uh, Vikings minus eight. Now, the, the Raiders are absolute – I'm – I'm out on the Raiders. I think the Broncos might be one of the worst teams in, in, in the NFL this season. Uh, so that win was nice for them. Um, but on the road under John Gruden, they've not had success. They're 2-5 and five against the spread as a road dog. You hit me with all the Kirk Cousins stats, but 
the facts don't lie. He's a very good quarterback against bad teams, and the the Raiders are a bad team at home in September. This team is very good, seven to one against the spread. Their last eight as home favorites. They do well in the dome. Again, please just feed Dalvin Cook. And honestly, the Chiefs' defense, which is not good, shut down the Raiders after they went up ten nothing in that game. Um, so I think Derek Carr. Peaked on Monday Night Football Week 1 is going to continue to regress to kind of the Derek Carr we've grown accustomed to. I don't, I'm not buying John Gruden as a head coach in the NFL anymore. Eight points. I think Vikings come off heartbreaking loss last week, and Kirk Cousins, he know he's listening to the haters. That's part of my issue here. They're in his brain, but at home versus a crappy team, he gets his stats. He just gets his stats. It's not going to be a primetime game. Also, won't be on Fox nationally, so he'll be able to hide, have his great stats. Right. Um, nobody's nobody's going to be watching this game except for us. <laughs> yeah, except for you. <laughs> um, yeah, Derek Carr was terrible last week. They got up 10 nothing on the Chiefs. I'm like, are the Raiders going to be good this year? But yeah. they're not going to be. He came down to earth quickly through some awful, awful interceptions. It's not even more so... Um, Kirk Cousins in this scenario. I just think the Vikings defense is going to shut them down in this yeah. game. I could definitely see a defensive touchdown. I don't see the Raiders scoring more than like 14 points in this game. So not asking a lot out of the Vikings offense. Mike Zimmer at home has been money like we've talked about early in the year. So I agree. I don't hate the pick. But like I said, I'll give that stat again. Favorites of a touchdown or more, 8-0 and straight up this year through two weeks. One of those teams is going down. Could that be the Vikings? They lost a game last year, week three, to the Bills when everyone thought the Bills were the yep. worst team in the league, 17-point favorites. Is that bulletin board material for Mike Zimmer this week, or does history repeat itself? So just, our, just keep an eye Our Buffalo Bills. Our Buffalo Bills. We've adopted yeah. them. We've adopted them. I do love them, yeah. Um, Tyler, who's your uh, lock of the week here? Your 101. So my lock of the week, again, the first game we talked about, I love the, the Ravens, plus seven. I almost said the Chiefs there. That would have been embarrassing. But I love, <laughs> I love the Ravens for all the reasons I mentioned. Leading the league in rushing, time possession. This Chiefs defense gave up a lot of yards to the Jags when Gardner Minshew was in the game. Last week they played better, but Oakland is a train wreck. So I like the Ravens. I think they're going to be able to control the ball. Lamar Jackson, MVP bet. I didn't know Adam put in that bet. If he did, I probably would have followed him. He was on him when he won the Heisman, too. So I like that Ravens bet, plus seven. I think they keep the game close. Lamar Jackson's having, I think, a breakout year, and they're going to just continue to roll. Um, So, yeah, I like the Ravens for all the reasons I mentioned earlier. I think it's a close game, high scoring, and I do see them potentially winning as well. Yeah, I mean, Ravens' money line, we talked about it. It's juicy. Was it plus 240? Plus 245. 245, even better. And the Ravens have had a lot of success as a recent road dog. Five and out of the last five against the spread. Um, I I like it. I like it a lot. I think that game, especially last year, it was so close. The Chiefs are worse this year, in my opinion, with Tyree Kill out. Uh, I don't think the running back situation is quite as good with Kareem Hunt not there anymore. Um, and the Ravens are better. They're just a better team. And Lamar Jackson, granted, against two weak defenses, but he's 
He's ball. He's balled out the first two weeks. Uh, seven's a lot. Uh, so I like the Ravens as well. As have we just a- agreed this entire podcast? We're getting soft, agreeing with each other. Another... Yeah, this is. Uh... Yeah. Um, <laughs> where'd this game go? Okay, another reason to like Baltimore. So sixty-five percent of the public is on the Chiefs, but fifty-seven percent of the money is on Baltimore. The sharps are with me. I'm a sharp. I like Baltimore plus seven. It's too many points. They're four and two against the spread and straight off their last six games against the Chiefs. Everything is pointing Baltimore five and one against the spread. Their last six games against the AFC West teams. They have that division's number. Harbaugh's a great coach. <laughs> it's too many points. I love the Ravens. It is funny when you selectively quote Sharp's percentage, like in your favor, as two historically pub- public sports betters. But yeah. you gotta you got you gotta play the odds from time to time. Um yeah. and one last thing I wanted to bring up, Cody. Do we have time? Yeah, we have let me check my watch. Yeah, we have time. So through two weeks, I think we could both say gambling wise, we're down a little bit. In the genesis of this podcast was our cousins pick 'em pool. We picked the spreads each week. We've done well. That's how we got the idea to start the podcast. Through two weeks, we were 21-11 and 11 in that pool. That is a great percentage, basically winning two-thirds of the games. And we were still losing money gambling. Why do we never just follow our picks? We'd be doing great. It's a foolish move. Um, we didn't have this on the <laughs> scariest pod, but that would have been the bum of the week ourselves. Um, so I vow this week I will follow our picks in that pool. Yeah, it's it's... I don't know. We've been in that pool for probably five, six, seven years at this point, and we have a pretty good track record. It makes no sense. Um, <laughs> we've, we've both not had the best start to the NFL season, but we're in first place in that pool in a pick'em pool against the spread. Um, so I agree. I, I vow to also be better, Tyler. Annie had an earache on a Saturday of all days. So her mom brought her to Minute Clinic at CVS, where you can see a provider, fill a prescription, and grab essentials like pain relief products, all in one visit. Even on evenings and weekends, you can even see us online with telehealth options. For quality, affordable care on your schedule, visit Minute Clinic at CVS. That's healthier made easier. Services vary by location. See MinuteClinic.com for details.